Hi, kids. Wow, it's Tony Schiavone. Hey, shouldn't you be at the pay-per-view? Um, I have a helicopter waiting to pick me up in a few minutes. What's that smell, Tony? It's my wife. She's baking cookies. Would you kids like to have some? What kind are they? Only a kind a mother could make. Why don't you come inside and have a bite of her cookies? This is Effie, and you're listening to the Demon Road Diaries, the only podcast where the coda, that's right, Ronnie Rios, Caden Green, are taking you down the rabbit hole and interviewing people in wrestling that they actually like with a uh, sprinkle of demon shit. Every Wednesday, will you be here? You know I will. Gotta feel it out, brother. Just gotta get in there. Grab a hold. Grab a hold and, you know, see where we're at. Like, that was the entirety of my match on Friday. It was like, I don't know, man. We'll just feel it the fuck out. And I don't even think we felt it the fuck out. I think we were just, like, going. And then we ended up in the back. Everything was fine. That's like, there's like a weird euphoric feeling you have sometimes when you just, you just start going and it's like you're on like a, like a conveyor belt and it's like, wow, everything's just coming really naturally to me. That's only, that's called knowing how to fucking work. If Are you, you just... saying that we know how to fucking work, brother? I, but I mean, like, there's a difference between like working, like of being very cognitive of like the decisions you're making because you're trying to put a good performance together versus right. like you're just clicking along with somebody. Like, I remember the first time we wrestled Fast Motion, it was like that. Where we just, we were just clicking along. Like, I, I, I just remember having fun that whole match. Like, this is fun. Like, we're just fucking going. Yeah, we're fun. <laughs> so we should probably uh, jump into the episode. Uh, oh. Welcome to your favorite fucking podcast, All Over Wrestling Spotify Welcome to your sixth favorite podcast. Sixth favorite. (laughs) After Major Wrestling, Colt Mm -hmm. Cabana, fucking uh, Wrestling with Regret. Oh, wait, that's not a Whatever true crime murder show you've been listening to, all 463 of them. Uh, True Romance. And uh, my mama told me. So after all of those, we're your favorite podcast. We knew it. Yes. You knew it, we knew it. That's what's fucking up. You are listening to Demon Road Diaries. Is this number 34? 30, possibly. 34? 34? Hold on, grab a hold. Hold on. I don't even know what planet we're on. We're on a hold right now. Um, Fuck, fuck. Come on, load you some bitch. Yep, this is 34. 34? Hell yeah. That's probably a basketball player's number. Maybe someone famous. I don't know sports. Um, Welcome to Demon Road Diaries. You know who we are. Because we always tell you, and we've told you 33 fucking times before it. But we're doing it again. It's me, it's me, that sweet Katie G. And this Halloween, I'm going to be fucking Waluigi. It's Caden Green. And it's your bastard son, soon to be Wario, Ronnie Rios. It's your just barely clinging to this side of the warp drive, Chelsea Durden, who will be a slightly bitchier version 
of Chelsea Durden for Halloween. But just slightly, not like super duper noticeable. It's just like, oh, she was kind of snappy about that for some reason. Huh. Felt, felt, felt. So this week, we're not bringing on a guest. Um, we're not giving questions to somebody you may or may not know. Well, we kind of are because we're doing questions with ourselves. But before that, uh, we're going to hit some news. Do we have any housekeeping from last week? Um, I don't remember anything past Thursday of this past week. Um, so that's going to be all you, brother. Heard. I do want to say I made a uh, COVID joke uh, during the podcast last week, and I kind of feel shitty about it. So if it offended anyone, I am very sorry about that. Uh, it's just, you know how we just go and then words come out of my mouth. So I wanted to be a, a, a I wanted to say that. So, yeah. yeah. My my absence on the podcast was because of your shitty COVID joke. No, it's because I trapped you in an ad and you were butthurt. <laughs> yeah, I see the fact that I forget so much shit is the only reason why I was on the podcast because I completely forgot that I had been trapped in an ad. Yep. I was gonna I was just gonna call Todd to step in for both of you, but like it would have just been a lot of quiet and awkward between the two of us, so. We did not do that. Um, so, Wrestle News. Uh, we got any Wrestle News going on? I mean, there's a couple things. Uh, there was a, uh, excuse me, WWE pay-per-view uh, today. Pardon that burp. Actually, don't. It was it was a good one. It was solid. Don't, don't, don't pardon So, me. you remember how I talked about in the beginning where, like, you know, sometimes you just feel like you're clicking and you're going and you're going. This is not one of those This situations. is not one of them. <laughs> You know who I am, and you know how I do things. <laughs> now we're fit now fit. we're working. Now I'm making conscious decisions of what I'm going to do next. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was Hell in the Cell Sunday. Um, you guys watched the pay per view. I saw a little bit of Randy Orton taking his pants off. Other than that, um, I may have seen uh, a bit of Jeff Hardy's match, and. Uh, Oh, that was it. That was it. Yeah. That was about well, it. I feel like I feel like, you know, things happened. There's there's definitely one of those pay-per-views where I felt like just things happened. Uh I, I say say what you want. I got really emotional at the you, beginning you, and still Yeah, happened. well you you cut me off, brother. Like you let me let me I was going to get to the point of uh I'm, I'm just really emotional right now. I <laughs> Look. It's okay. It's okay. Like, we—he's—he's he's the tribal chief. It's okay. Um, yeah. So that that Reigns Jey Uso match was um a lot of talking, and I but I I liked it. I liked I liked. Okay, I have a lot of strong opinions about this match. Not all good ones. More a lot more questions. Just like why? Why did you do this? Why this happened? But overall, I applauded this effort of really focusing on the storytelling there's very little moves in this match not a lot of wrestling just two dudes beating the fuck out of each other and even then they don't really beat the fuck out of each other it's more talking about beating the fuck out of each other um whoop your ass uh, i love the fucking jay so just goes i'm gonna beat the dog shit out of you and i'm just like okay um 
topical dogs in in, in the yard something yeah he's, in, he's the- in his yard and he's gonna get the poop out of him you know he's gotta go come on it's cold out here i want to go inside um maybe it's cold outside but uh yeah no it was uh oh it was okay so the one thing i i noted was the, they they did all the things in this match like they did you know like Reigns passing out because of getting choked and Jay doing that. And then they do the whole, like, you're making me do this, man. He's like fucking damn near to deca- Reigns is damn near decapitating Jay. And it's just, it's just, it's just so many, it goes so many places. And then the part I didn't see coming because I was like, I didn't think we were going to go here was um, when Jimmy gets into the ring. So they, they open the, the cell door and Jimmy gets in there and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Like, what's go- what are you- What's going on with you? And it's like, it's weird that we're having this conversation now. Um, <laughs> um, and Reigns has this surprisingly fucked up moment where he starts breaking down and crying. And he goes, I don't even know who I am anymore, man. <laughs> that, that struck me. That struck such a chord with me. I was getting very borderline weepy because I feel that way every morning when I wake up and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like, that's so just... I watched that clip because it popped up on the WWE's, like, Facebook thing, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, you know who this is, man? This is Josh, man! This is Josh! And he's like, oh, oh we're killing kayfabe So just but fuck kayfabe, huh? It was so good! So, like, I, I just, like, I felt the emotion, and he was like, we can fix it together. I had but a feeling. I love, I love the kayfabe of that, though, because it's like, I think they have kind of alluded to in kayfabe that more times than not, wrestlers choose, like, pen names or surname. Or, that's what it is. I like, I like uh, you pen know, name. like, yeah, pen name. There's another word for it, though. Um, but anyway, they choose a they choose a fake name to work under. So it's like sometimes they use their real names, but a lot of times they have these like fake names. Pseudonym. That was the word I was looking for. Pseudonym. They have these pseudonyms. And it's like, um, I just think it's funny that if, if Jay's real name is Josh, that that's the wrestling name you came up with. I'm going to be Jay Uso. <laughs> well, to be completely fair, I don't. They really. No, I mean, I don't know how much input they had on that, but just in the kayfabe of it, you know, because Reigns' real name is Joe. So yeah. it's like, I'm going to be Reigns. But it's like, I'm going to be Jay Uso. <laughs> I, I just, like, like, the whole thing, I had a feeling that it was going to end with some sort of interference with, um, with Jimmy because... Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for either of them to say I quit just out of pure physical exhaustion or whatever would have kind of cheapened the whole story. Um, but having it, you know, Reigns is like, all right, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a kill, I'm a kill Jimmy then if, if, yeah. if you don't want to quit. And then like, fuck, all right, I quit. Um, and th- just the whole thing and like, Ah! yeah no i mean jay's like final quit when, when by the way it's weird that they're trying to get this guillotine submission over with reigns i'm not against the idea of reigns getting like a submission move over 
I just think it's weird that it's a guillotine choke because I feel like a guillotine choke, especially the way he does it with the the legs around the waist, is like that's such a cruiserweight submission. I feel like because it's such a like I'm gonna use all my bot. Like I don't know. I just I see smaller guys doing that move. I'm not saying Reigns can't do it. It's just I don't know. I have to reprogram myself of how I interpret that move. It feels like such a a move that a guy does when he's smaller than you because on large athletes yeah um, I, I would have thought that maybe he would have gone for something leg related because jimmy just came back from knee surgery oh i was gonna say there was one cell i really enjoyed so this 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 whole match was a jay uso selling toward the force and there's this one spot where it's like the third i think it's like the third spear he takes and he just starts yelling i can't breathe i can't breathe and, like, I really love, again, the the kayfabe of that, where it's like, we all know that Reigns' spear is devastating. They put it over, like, but just the idea of, like, to watch, not take that bump, but you just got the fucking wind knocked out of you. Um, so it, it's, um, it's fucking, uh, yeah, no, it's a fucking, I, I want to love this match, but I just feel like there were so many weird decisions made. Um, namely, so I wrote this in the group chat. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Um, Roman's attempts to be this tortured, misguided Machiavellian villain with rapid and unhinged, unhinged mood swings keeps devolving into just this petty as fuck and hilarious character, a la like a Jacob Fatu. <laughs> Like, there's this one part when these, like, officials are running in and Reigns is just throwing a fit. Like, oh, okay, all right. Like, literally, like, all right, whatever. And he gets out of the ring and he goes, might as well just shut this. And he just fucking wobbles his head and throws the, slams the door shut. <laughs> I'm just like, he's just being so animated and so petty. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Why don't make me laugh? I'm supposed to feel sad. I... <laughs> I like it just because, you know, I it feels so much more real to me because it's like nobody, usually n- nobody is ever, like the best characters obviously have a lot of shades of gray to them mm-hmm. and nobody's ever just like 100% super terrible, evil, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, and that feels so unrealistic when they try to do characters like that. Um so when they've got Romans, for lack of a better word, like sassy side, like, oh, well, fuck that. All right. All right. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm all here for it. It's fucking hilarious and entertaining. I, 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 I just love- feel like it's a little counterintuitive to the character he's trying to get over. But yeah. whatever. Uh, he's, I, I'm still into it. <laughs> Whatever, I'll do what I want. Oh, uh, uh, fuck, fuck. It literally, his whole attitude was like, oh, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like, that's so, that's like big Chelsea Durden energy. Because I constantly say, oh, all right, well, I will just head right over here and go fuck myself. Uh, <laughs> I guess if I gotta, I'm just gonna go walk in traffic, guys. Nobody <laughs> likes Roman. I, I want that gif of him closing the door of the south. Might as well just close this. <laughs> I I need that in my reaction gifts folder, like stat. Um, so the end of that match, or after the end of that match, uh, Roman walks up 
the ramp and Afa yeah, and this Secret part was Louts fucking for him, weird. Are waiting for him and like are hugging him. Like they're like, Yeah, you yeah, beat you up. You did it. You beat the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> you really beat up that kid who is related to us legitimately. Well, what's Great funny job. is like the whole story of the match, it felt like what they were trying to say was that like Roman has this really misguided, unwarranted perspective that like he has to be this way and perform this way to get the respect of his family. And it's like that's what makes him a heel is that he's wrong and he doesn't have to be this vicious and this brutal. But when he wins, especially the way he just did, he gets rewarded and like uh, and recognized by like the the patriarchs of his family so it's like so is he right like does he have to be this way (laughs) i thought it would have been more like they're waiting for him at the top and they're like bruh like they're gonna scold him yeah yeah, Yeah. fuck was that but um i don't know it was it was unexpected it was super cool to see them though um and i thought that was like really really awesome and I love, like, on, while on his way up there, after this whole thing happens, um, like, Paul Heyman's, like, the subtlety of Paul Heyman slightly off-center in the background, just looking so horrified, is what I thought was super cool. This is fucking, like, like Paul Heyman is the master of that shit with, like, the subtle changes in his in his expression and just how he's just like, shit, this guy might actually be less controllable than Brock Lesnar because at least I understand Brock Lesnar and like mm-hmm. I understand his motives and, and like I kind of he's he's not exactly unpredictable I know he's gonna wreck everything uh but oh I did not expect this out of Roman Reigns at all it definitely yeah. like Reigns uh, Heyman's doing a good job of being like oh I don't I don't realize what I got myself into but at the same time I do think, I feel like they oversell sometimes. Like, they really try to put over, like, how brutal Reigns is being. And it's like, I I mean, I've seen wrestlers do way worse than what he's been doing. He's just hitting moves. Like, you know? it's, 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 yeah, we've, we've obviously seen, like, so many worse things. But this is Roman Reigns' worst. I guess so. I guess that's what the because like we've definitely seen worse even at especially. I at, just I guess what I'm saying is like I'm not surprised that like Cole is putting it over like the announcers are putting it over or even if fans want to put it over, but just that Heyman's putting it over like this is so heinous and I'm like motherfucker you ran ECW yeah <laughs> You're like, you were Brock Lesnar has done worse than this. <laughs> Brock Lesnar threw handicapped people downstairs. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but this wasn't as a uh, um, one match card. Uh, a lot of other things happened. Um, namely, that we got a couple of new champions. Uh, Sasha Banks won the SmackDown Women's Championship from Bailey, and what I thought was actually a really good match. I like the I like the match that they had. I like the finish a lot um, with just that. Again, the brutal, just like, again, this felt more brutal than what Reigns was doing. Like, she fucking puts Sasha through, no, sorry, she puts Bailey through the chair and into her submission hold, the bank statement, and is literally stomping the chair 
while she has her in the hole to make it more vicious. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, I love I love that shit. It's just so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I still haven't gotten over the whole, like, yay, women doing things instead of being the bathroom break match. Like, I'm still not over that. Um, but at the same time, it's, it, it's like the build of this story has been so, so cool for me because it just, it feels so real. And then, you know, it comes to an apex here with this awesome fucking match that like felt really like this is two former best friends beating the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of thing is so my bag, baby. Yeah. Um, and I did. I, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna go anywhere. I mean, I imagine there's gonna be some return matches. I, I don't feel like this is like the blow off, blow off, but yeah. it felt like a blow off. And I don't know. Normally, I would be of the mindset of like, if you're gonna do this blow off, do it on Mania or on like a SummerSlam or like one of the big four or something. Um, but I don't know. I do appreciate, I guess in some way that like, I think you need to do stuff like this once in a while where you have a big blow off on what is considered like a B show. Yeah. Because a, it makes the B shows more important. Like, Hey, you should watch this. Cause this is actually going to be a really important match. And B, I imagine if you did put this on a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania, it wouldn't have gotten the time it needed. Yeah. And so I think the fact that it is on what is like, what, like a six match card, yeah, it, it got a lot of time and it got the time it deserved for how much they have fucking invested in this storyline. Um, but yeah, so kudos to those two. Uh, and then uh, I don't know what else to say about this except uh, Randy Orton beat Drew McIntyre and he's the WWE champion again. And uh, fuck me. <laughs> and oh, and fucking Otis lost the briefcase to Miz. So literally. Uh, Miz is Money in the Bank and Randy's WWE Champion. So it's 2010. Life is a cir- time is a circle. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Everybody's gonna die. Nothing matters. Go watch TV. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was WWE's pay per view uh, last night. On the other hand, Impact Wrestling had Bound for Glory, which is like their fucking SummerSlam equivalent, right? No, that's their mania, brother. That's their mania. Is that their mania? I thought that's Slam anniversary is their SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, heard. Bound for Glory, which is their equivalent to And uh so did we watch it? No. <laughs> Cuz I did not want no. to pay for it. Oh. But I, but I do know uh, mom of the show, uh, our mom, Sue Young, uh, also a lady who landed on the uh, Women's 100 of the PWI, is the new uh, Impact Women's Champion, which means somehow she pulled that off because I don't think she was in the ma- title match. So I bet something cool like a Money in the Bank or maybe like, I don't know, Voodoo Witchcraft, whatever she did. Good on you, mom. Love you. Congrats. Uh, mom's husband, uh, Rich Swan, beat uh, Eric Young. Yes, I know this sounds like a WWE Cruiserweight match from two years ago, but it is, in fact, 
the world title match for Impact Wrestling. Uh, Rich Swan won that. And then um, the Motor City Machine Guns dropped their titles to the North. Ethan Page and uh, uh, what's his name? Jo- Josh Andrews? James Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander. I was really close-ish. So uh, some, some titles moved uh, around. I, I uh, saw that um, EC3 lost to fucking Moose. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Um, why? <laughs> I don't know. Ken, uh, also, Ken Shamrock was um, was inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. Uh, the people who inducted him would be, uh, um, or the guy who inducted him would be Disney's The Tooth Fairy star, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, oh, oh right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. Well, we did you watch? Rock, I right? actually watched the the quote unquote induction video. Yeah, and <laughs> like, look, I know that Rock's doing everybody a favor by even agreeing to do this. So, yeah. I I I think they should count you know count their blessings. But like, man, he did not try. Oh, um, <laughs> no, it's it's. It's right here. I, I think they're the lucky. Fuck? They're lucky he filmed this uh, in horizontal view. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he fucking he literally stands there. You can see his AirPods, and he just he like I mean he wasn't being like shitty. It wasn't like ah oh, yeah I guess whatever. Like he clearly, but what was weird about it is like it wasn't an induction. Like he was. It it looked like one of those like um, you know how like sometimes they'll like collect a bunch of videos of like oh we're wishing you well or some shit like that like it was like one of those where it was just like hey kenny heard you getting in the hall of fame congrats buddy you know we had some great matches man you know you taught me a lot when i was still coming up and you know i just appreciate you man so uh yeah man just uh i'm gonna have to send you a lot and he plugged his fucking tequila (laughs) it was like i'm gonna send you a bunch of tequila man yeah like you know and I'm just like, that was not an induction. <laughs> no, it, was, it was like the equivalent of like Shamrock reaches out to, to The Rock and he's like, look, brother, they're not going to pay your full cameo rate. No, but I can bro. Get you oh, my out. God. This had such big cameo energy. I'm like shocked the logo wasn't in the corner. <laughs> it probably wasn't. They fucking cropped it out. So you're telling me Impact is like one of those promotions that pays for cameos of wrestlers to act like they're promoting their event. Yes. Uh, it's like it's like, hey uh Kenny, just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I know your mom said that you wanted a wrestling pinata, so I bet it's gonna be a great birthday. No, not that Ken. Uh, Shamrock. You know that guy from like a few from like it's not his birthday, it's a Hall of Fame induction. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant, Ken. Big Ken. I remember you from the place. Great. <laughs> oh. Good job getting that Tina uh, fucking uh, uh, Hall of Fame award. Uh, we all love Tina here, too. Great. <laughs> Great. Thanks. We'll go see Jumanji 3. <laughs> Oh fuck. Yeah, so uh um I didn't know that Impact, I guess Anthem, I guess Anthem Entertainment's got deeper pockets than I thought cuz I can afford Rock's cameo, right? Uh. Yeah. So good on them for that. 
Oh, funny. They could have got, they could have got like, I don't know, like they could have got at least 30 cameos from Tommy Dreamer for that money. <laughs> well, they booked Tommy Dreamer. He wrestled on the fucking show. Wait, he did? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wrestled the. Uh... Oh, I don't think it it wasn't um it wasn't a singles match. I think he was in that fucking um call your shot gauntlet match. Ah. Pretty sure he was in that. Because I know that him and Brian Myers have been feuding, and I know Brian Myers was in that match, so I think he was in that match too. So was Rhino and Heath and mm. um Swaggle Yeah. So I don't want to call it what it is, but I think we can all call it what it is. It's a fucking bunch of WWE guys having a fucking match at TNA. Like that's the it's the it's the over budget battle royal is what it was. <laughs> hey, can that be what we call our battle royal at but, some hey, point? You know can what? Hey, but here, here I will give I will give Impact credit. I think they've learned from their past, which is it's okay to sign up all these castaways from WWE, but then don't try to build your company around them. Mm. You know, so it's like, you know, Rhino won the Battle Royal, but he won because the storyline was if he won, he could use this victory to get Heath Slater a contract. Um, so like at least there's like a storyline reason for him to do it. And then also like, yeah, like, okay, they're here, but you know, the North are our tag champs, Sue's our woman's champ, and we're putting Rich Swan and like Eric Young, recent castaway, we used him to put over Rich Swan. Yeah. So I feel like they're learning. <laughs> I mean I I'm I'm gonna I don't know. I'm so far behind on any sort of impact continuity. All all I know yeah. is that um, I mean if you think about it, look at this card, I don't think a WWE a, a, literally a WWE castaway did not go over because you had uh, TJP was in the, the, the X Division match and he lost. Uh, I guess Rhino, Rhino counts, but that's one. Uh, and then EC3 loses to Moose. Uh, fucking the North win the tag belts. Uh, and the Good Brothers were in that match. Um, fucking Deanna Perrazzo loses her women's title to Sue. And then, yeah, Eric Young uses, loses the world title to fucking Rich. So they, they got what they needed out of those talents, like the immediate, like, oh, my God, they're in the impact zone, and they win some belts yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then now we're going to use them to put over our actual, like, real talent. Homegrown talent. Oh, I don't even call it a homegrown talent, just more like talent we've invested in. Yeah. Swan is past WWE. Right? Yeah, but we're we're past him being a WWE guy. Not, he, not in a way that Heath Slater is a past WWE guy. Yeah, like Swan uh, was there for like what a year, yeah. and granted, he made an impact. Pun intended. Her uh, her. He made an impact while he was there, but you know, he's. I think he spent more time now in Impact than he did in WWE. That's probably a fair assumption. Yeah. Um. Any other wrestle news? We got any other wrestle news? Uh, indie wrestling's a shit show. Uh, it sure fucking is. I love how the new flex on wrestling Twitter is to post your COVID results. <laughs> it re- like I noticed that in the last couple weeks. It's Everyone's like, like, "Please don't cancel me. I got tested." That's 
it's this year's uh, it's uh, this year's equivalent to the uh, WWE tax return. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that. No, so, that's different because I I do want people to get tested and I do want people to be transparent about it. I just do think it's funny how like so many people are doing it versus like trying to act like you're some big shot working for WWE. It's like yeah, it's like that's the flex. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, so we have. Uh, I think we're, that's it on the on the wrestle news. Um, I can't. I can't think of anything. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea had a match at Atomic against Red Velvet, mm-hmm. uh, no, which I lost. Which she lost. So we have nothing to talk about there. Uh, I uh, I was squirreled away somewhere secret, um, doing doing secret. lots of yeah. lots of secret things for a maybe a wrestling just, company. Who knows? You can just say it. You were mad at me for trapping you in an ad. And no, I just you know I you know I I you know I I was mad about that. I needed to take some time away. I thought you know I would find something, maybe like a like a league I could go to that of a, of a major quality. Oh, you uh, played baseball? Yeah, yeah. I've actually I'm I'm backup shortstop for the Rays right now. Fuck, that's um, why we're in the play. You're the asshole who tried to steal home. Yeah, no, I literally picked it up and tried to take it away. Um, it all makes sense now. Um, no, I, I went and did uh, I did stuff for Major League Wrestling. Um, and don't, that sounds way more important than it is. I do. I you will not see my face on television. Um, but I did get bumped and fed by damn near everybody on that fucking roster. So. <laughs> um, which means all you got to do is get impact in, and then you've hit all three. I. I I've been, yeah, I've been a member of, no, I've been a member of Retribution. I've been a member of the Sendai Death Squad, and now I just need to be a member of the Dark Order and a member of Aces and Eights. And I've completed the uh, Wrestling Extra, tri- uh, Wrestling <laughs> Extra tri- uh, Triforce or whatever. <laughs> what is like the infinity? What is the Infinity Gauntlet of extra work? So it's like Retribution, Sendai Death Squad, Aces and Eights. Uh, fucking Dark Order, and then is there another one? I mean, well, there's, like, or... there's no spooky, you know, Shadow Cabal thing in ROH that I can think of. Yeah, when they get one, I'll definitely make sure to do that too. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, you've got the stones. You've got ROH because you've worked for ROH. You've I have got been security WWE. for ROH. Yeah. You got uh, WWE. You've got Major League Wrestling. So all we need now is you need now is TNA, mm-hmm. and that's uh, it, right? AEW. So AEW, hit us up. Maybe book both of us. I don't know. I'm not really doing a lot. It's working the old shoot job. You know? mm-hmm. I I I'm alive as well. Chelsea, like uh, Uncle Snakeman, Uncle Snakeman, help us out. What's up, Bubba? Um, so Chico so- Adams has um, completed the Infinity Gauntlet. Hugo Adams has the the uh, wrestling uh, extra Infinity Gauntlet, so good on him. Love the guy. Love Chico. Maybe we'll bring Chico on the pod. Do we have to? I'm not as per as per uh, Headbanger Thrasher. I'm not allowed to say hi to Chico. Oh well, we'll bring him on one day when you're not feeling well from. Eating too much so, lasagna. Well, Chelsea, we'll bring him on, but he's only allowed to do his Officer Chico Adams gimmick, so he'll just make the siren noises in the background. Okay, that's fine. 
Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do is we should get him to do a plug for the one year or for the uh, the one year anniversary show or the the end of the the season one finale where mm-hmm. he where we're in the middle of talking and he cuts in and is like, whoa, 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 it's Officer Chico Adams. You're all under arrest for making the shittiest podcast in wrestling podcast history. And then I don't know something. Should we book him for the over budget battle royal? Fuck yeah, we should. But Officer Chico Adams. Officer. No, remember when we booked that battle royal? It can't be the over the budget battle royal. It has to be the. I don't know. I'll just show up. Maybe I'll put you in the battle royal battle royal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you bring the, your gear battle royal. It's the you bring your gear battle royal. Uh, what do we call it? It was the. I don't know. Just show up. We'll find something for you or put you in the battle royal. Battle royal. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that has to be. Emma, end quotation. Battle royal. Yeah, exactly. That reminds me. It's like that's like my my favorite indie show name ever was. It was the flyer was just the Young Bucks and it said, "This date was literally the only date the Young Bucks were available." <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of the Q&A episode, because uh, we, um, like I said, we, we are our own guests this time, which as which we did last month, too, because we talked uh, quite a bit yeah. about uh, our favorite debunked wrestling produ- promotion, um, Blackcraft Wrestling, which obviously led to a slew of ignorance, including Brokecraft Wrestling, Blork craft wrestling, and then finally whack craft wrestling. Whack all craft. of which with uh, uh, with Commissioner Puff. Commissioner <laughs> Puff. So at the end, we have some apologies about it, but not not a, not a lot. Just like no. not all, no. not all of them. Some. No, they don't yes. get all of them. Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so we're jumping into the questions. Um. Maybe I'll throw fucking ad shit in here. I don't know. Probably not, though. You guys don't want more ads, do you? Well, I definitely don't want to be trapped in one. Yeah. You guys want to get trapped in an ad? Because uh, let me tell you about a wrestling season. No, not doing this again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into all the fun, let me tell you about that thing I love to tell you about, La Barba Cubano. Just recently, La Barba Cubano dropped three Halloween scents that really changed the game, but we're not stopping, no, because the winter months are upon us, and whether you're spinning a dreidel or you're singing around the Christmas tree waiting for Santa Claus, La Barba Cubano is the gift you need to give for the holidays. They're dropping three new scents. And you can find those the week after Halloween on LaBarba.life, the brand new website. And when you're ready to check out, use that code DEMONDADDIES for 13% off at checkout. It's La Barba Cubano. It's better beard care for you or a beard you love. We hit up some listeners on our various social medias, asked them to give us spoopy or spooky Halloween themed questions of whatever they could think of. 
Uh, and I think, Caden, you've curated uh, the best ones for us to talk about. So hit us, hit us with that first uh, gleaming uh, curiosity. All right. So this one, as a big Tim Burton dork, um, is probably my favorite debate in Halloween slash Christmas related things of all time. The question comes from friend of the show, Brendan Murphy, a.k.a. Richie Pepperfield. His question Mm. is, Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween movie or Christmas movie? So I hate that fucking movie. I know, I know, I'm a bad, I'm a bad hot topic off, whatever. Mm-hmm. So reel me back in when this question is over. Fair. Um, hate so, me. Uh, I work, my shoot job is I work for Vans, the shoe retailer. And um, they did a Nightmare Before Christmas collaboration last year. And because of that, um, they played the movie on, in our store all day, every day for about four weeks. And so I have seen Nightmare Before Christmas probably about 40 times in, in completion. Um, not saying that like it pissed me off. I'm just saying I, 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 I've gotten to know that movie intimately. Um, and uh, basically the way I look at it is uh, – the movie was released in October. The collaboration that we did was also released in October. And if you watch the movie, there's only, I mean, first of all, the movie is very short. It's only like, an, it's literally only an hour. And it, I would say the Christmas stuff is only about 15 minutes of that hour long movie. Mm-hmm. So based on all that math, I'm going to say it's a, it's a Halloween movie. See, okay, so this, like I said, uh, I'm a big Tim Burton file. Like, Edward Scissorhands is absolutely my favorite movie in the world. Um, So when it comes to Nightmare Before Christmas, I think the cop-out answer is both. But I also think that the answer is both. Uh, But like Rio said, logically, it did come out in October. um, And that's 93, I want to say it came out. So, I mean, I guess that's... That's the answer if you think about it. A uh, movie came out for Halloween. It didn't. It could. It had to have been out of theaters by Christmas. I, I feel like. Well, I mean, movies were in theaters longer back then. But yeah, um, I feel like it's one of those movies where the goal of the movie is it's not. Um, it's not a Christmas movie uh, about people who are spooky. It's it, it's like it's about it's a Halloween movie about people who also love Christmas. Yeah, like, like I've heard from several interviews that like kind of the idea of Tim. I mean, there's a lot of ideas that went into that movie, but one of them was Tim just being like, you know, I yeah, like obviously I like dark stuff, but I also love Christmas, so I wanted to make a movie that explores kind of like how my people appreciate that holiday. Yeah, and so I don't know. Based on that, I feel like yeah, it's like I I wouldn't get like i feel like nightmare is one of those movies where like if you threw it on during a christmas party in the same way you throw on die hard i'm not gonna get mad at you about it yeah um you know but it's one of those things where it's like it's one of those like acceptable christmas movies that i don't think was intended to be a christmas movie this is fair fair uh it's kind of like how uh, mean girls in my eyes is a christmas movie 
because of the Santa. Mean Girls is a movie for all seasons. All seasons, but there's a Christmas scene uh, where they sing Santa Baby. True. Uh, you know, and they're like doing the dance, and then uh, Karen kicks the radio into her boyfriend's or, or some guy's face. Um, First of then, all, it's Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, it is Jingle Bell Rock. You're right. Second of all, I'm going back to bed. All right. Um, I so, think we need to move on, or else Chelsea's just gonna. Chelsea's gonna literally fall asleep. So the answer, the answer is both, but technically a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. So, question number two. This one's from Isaiah Reyes, uh, I Reyes Studios. Um, a uh, not a podcaster, but a uh, what do they refer to themselves as? It's it's I Reyes Radio. So they it's are a radio, radio station, and he also runs Irais Photography, which is if you're a wrestler in the Florida area or anywhere in the southeast, I highly recommend getting pictures done by Irais. He's he's really good. Um, so his question is, what is the window for trick-or-treating? Time frame, when does it start, when does it end? Well, that that hinges completely on what day Halloween falls on. This is also true. Yeah, uh, not like people it's not like neighborhoods like get together and decide you know what day the, the trick-or-treating day is universally halloween now trick-or-treating hours on halloween typically vary by you know what day of the week it falls on this year it's a saturday right yeah yeah this year it's a saturday so i can imagine hours under normal circumstances would have been extended. This year, there's obviously extenuating circumstances, so I'm not so sure how that's going to go down. Um, I feel like, and this is just my personal opinion, um, I feel like when it's when it's like on a weekday, obviously, you know, especially if you've got younger kids, you want to go probably before the sun goes down. So, like, you're probably going to leave, like, probably like 5 o'clock, you're probably going to start wherever you're where and also you like have your route like you know whatever like i know like the the gimmick was when i was a kid was you always figured out what family member you had that lived in the richest neighborhood Mm -hmm. and you would go to their house get candy from them and then you would just scour their neighborhood with like your cousins or some shit um but like i feel like when it's on a friday or a saturday oh all bets are off now it's like now you wait till the sun goes down and it's yeah. you don't you don't even begin to think about candy until it's completely dark outside. I think so if it's a Monday through Thursday or a Sunday through Thursday, I would say 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Florida time um, because I don't know how the sun works in other countries or states, but uh, six to eight seems like the best time for me because you catch the end of the sun. And then you get to those early hours of the dark, like right when the lights come off. Um, but I think you can push that back an hour, depending on your your kid's age. I mean, you shouldn't be out there trick-or-treating if you're 31, you know, by yourself. Because uh, mm-hmm. that's re- incredibly weird. Um, but, you know, we don't kink shame around here. Um, so- <laughs> I will kink shame you if your kink is having a hard-on around four-year-olds. <laughs> this is true, yes. That's not a kink. That's a creep shaming. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with creep that's shaming. Yeah, I guess that's, I shouldn't uh, shouldn't badmouth kinks. I shouldn't lump them in with that. Yes. Um, so I would say uh, 
7 to 9 is the Friday-Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or if for some reason there's no school on Monday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, what's the what's the wildest ass hours y'all have ever been out trick or treating? Not like, like when you were actually like properly trick or treating, not like taking your kid or taking a relative, like like proper. I am trick or treating. So, so I guess the question is, what do we call the cutoff age? Because I'm pretty sure I would go trick or treating with my friends till I was like thirteen. No, I, I'm not asking like what age you stopped trick or treating. I'm asking like what like when you were trick or treating, whatever age you were. What was like the wild? Like how late were you out? Um, I think ten was the latest. I because n- nobody uh, answered their door after ten o'clock. True. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's really, it's really the the general neighborhood cutoff of wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, things seem to wind down. Um, in the nine to 10 hour and um, like hard cut off 10, but the, the real sharp trickle off starts around nine 30. Yeah. So I'd say 10 o'clock. Um, so what age did you guys stop trick or treating? Uh, I think I was 12. 12. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It's God. Yeah. I must've, in like because i yeah i had to have been at least 12 because i think when you're when you get to at least i don't know how your guys experiences were but i know when i got till about 12 13 it suddenly became about um either you didn't do anything because it was a school night yeah. or if it was like a friday or a saturday you would like just go to some like someone would be throwing some kind of vague halloween party yeah it wasn't like a party party it was just like a bunch of your friends mowing down fucking yeah. like Mars bars. Well, and fucking I, I remember it was like, stuff. there would be like proper parties. Like, you know, like it's at someone's house and there's a bunch of people from school and like everybody's in some attempt of a costume and there's yeah. music and decorations. Like there, I remember going to like pro- proper parties, but it was like, it was just weird. Cause it was like, when you think of like a Halloween party from like the movies, you like wanted to, be like adventurous and fun and it's like it's just kind of awkward <laughs> yeah it's, it's like four pizzas from little caesars are like <laughs> stacked up then there's like the bat the the candy that the kids didn't get the trick-or-treaters didn't get in like an yeah. orange halloween bowl yeah. um and then there's like a two liter of mr pib and like rc cola at least this is what i remember lime twist Oh, lemon lime twist, yeah. Or in my case, uh, my mom would get the three liters from food, uh, like Food Lion or like Cash okay. and Carry back in the day. So, well, then I'm gonna ask you guys because I think this is subjective. What was something you would get in your bag for trick or treating that always pissed you off? Um. Oh, that's actually one of our questions. Okay, well then, you guys want to just skip to that then? Like, what's yeah, like the no-nos? The question, that question comes from a friend of the show. He's always in one-third of the studio. Uh, Mr. Iran, a.k.a. Samson. Uh, I didn't question, even know he submitted a question. He did. Uh, his question is, once and for all, what is the worst and best Halloween candy? So let's do worst first. Okay, so it has to be a candy. Yes. Okay, because I, I was, because I was going with the question. I was because like some, you ever have like, 
I guess sidebar first. You guys ever get anything like weird in your can like that wasn't candy that people would try to give you for Halloween? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I've got, I'm, boxes of raisins and like um those little uh fucking peanut butter cracker containers. Mm. I've gotten Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos is not to be shot like to be like, shit. No, 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 I'm not. I am not. <laughs> I mean, um, I would be kind of stoked if someone I, gave me Dunkaroos. I was super like, stoked at the Dunkaroos. It just, it, it's okay. Not well, what's the handy. what's a shitty? So was the is the raisins your answer? Like shitty thing you would get? Yeah, raisins. So, so I'm gonna call my mom out on this because my mom was that fucking bitch. Oh, uh, that wouldn't give candy out. Well, so she would give you like one piece. She'd give you a little baggie, right? And in that baggie is like one piece of candy. It's like the little two bit fucking Twizzlers. But along with that was a box that looked very similar to a nerd's box, but was filled with shitty little stickers. And then there'd be like two Halloween erasers and a Halloween fucking pencil. And she'd be like, yeah, the kids could use it for school the next day. I'm like, you are awful. You know why kids don't go to your house? Because you give them fucking pencils. Oh, Mama Kaden, why? Or my so when I was, I don't know, probably ten or eleven, I think I was a Frankenstein baseball player for Halloween, and uh, I showed I like I lived in an apartment complex, and my mom was like, "We're gonna go trick or treating in one hour, so you guys can go do whatever you want." And me and my brothers are smarter than shit. We're like, "We're gonna go fucking trick or treating right now!" So we ran around the apartment complex. But, like, we lived in, like, not a well-off area, to say the least. I went up to one guy's house, and he goes, I don't have any fucking candy, but here's three nickels. And throws three nickels in my bag. And I was like, that's cool. Nice. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, all right. So then what is, what's, like, what's the worst Halloween candy, then? Black licorice. I'm going to go with, uh, you know those peanut chew things? They come in like either like red or no, orange or black, like those wax peanuts. paper. Do what? You're not, not talking about circus peanuts, are you? No, no, not circus. I love fucking circus peanuts because they're banana flavored. Weirdo. Uh, what? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> what would you say? Fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Fucking you know, weirdo. So I, I don't know what they're called, but they're like, they're almost like taffy, but they're like peanut butter and they have peanuts in them and they come in like black or orange wrapped paper. Oh, like the little wax twist that goes yeah. around it. I don't even know what those are called, but they're gross. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. I remember if I got those, like I would reach it in the bag and I would throw it in their bushes. Hmm. When I'm um, separation, I would make like the trash pile and then, you know, the keep pile and then the oh, give yeah. to my oh, yeah. parents pile, like anything with nuts in it, because I don't do I don't do nuts in my candy. Hurt. Get your nuts off my candy. Get your nuts off my candy. <laughs> um trying to think what i really hated in my candy uh fuck 
I I can't I can't in good faith say like this is the worst Halloween candy because it's a thousand percent a personal opinion. But yeah. man, I fucking hated any time I got like almond joy or Mouse. fucking uh, what's that other one? Mounds. That one's what? Mounds. No, not that. I mean, I'm sure that was one that pissed me off too. But there's another one. What's the one that's like? It's like 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 a mint. Like it came in like a silver and blue package. Um, June, it's that junior mint. Fuck. Anyway, there was like this weird mint coconut candy, and I fucking hated it. Well, I love almond joys, so you can give me all the fucking almond joys. Well, we'll fucking do that then next time we go trick or treating. All right. So best Halloween candy. Um, I think I think the answer is universal that it's Reese cups. Uh, so you can't you can't can't come for the king, you know, like it's, now what what did you guys prefer? Did you prefer getting the tiny little Reese's that individually wrapped or did you like getting the single cup in like the the orange packaging? I like the single cups. I'm a I'm a I got to take a bite of the cup. Cuz I like I like when they're full size and then you can like break off the rim and then you've got like the harder chocolate with the peanut butter and then you just got the chocolate peanut butter mush in the middle like i have i have a science to my peanut butter cup breakdown but i never turn down the little boys oh yeah hell no especially if like they're generous with them like they just hand you like a handful of them yeah like i'm all all right those are dangerous because like i can't buy those as halloween candy because like you know we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood so it's like i'm just gonna end up clearing through that back yeah (laughs) A day and a half. Yeah. Not even. More like an it's, hour, brother. <laughs> like sitting and Rios is like on his bed covered in like Reese wrappers everywhere. He's like, don't fucking judge me. He's just I like, what happened? yesterday. I mean, I'm totally going to go get some Reese's after we're done recording this. I mean, if just... you, if you peanut butter is filled with protein, so it's, uh, you might as well be eating That's a how that works. Shake. Yeah, none, none of that sugar is there. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's basically health food at this point. <laughs> you might as well be eating celery. It's but, that good for you. But we we so Reese's is easily the top. But is, do you guys have like personal close seconds? Uh, I'm a big I'm a big Milky Way fan, and a uh, I'm Three Musketeers fan. So you know things like that. Heard. I as a kid, I fucking loved gum. Like, any kind of gum. If you put gum in there, you might as well put, like, a fucking golden doubloon in there. Gum was, like, my fucking thing. Especially, like, the bubblegum bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Like, double bubble. Yeah. That, that was my fucking jam as a kid. I fucked hard with M&M's. M&M's. Oh, yeah. M&M's always good. Fucking just, there's something really satisfying about those, like, Halloween fun size packs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just like pouring the whole thing in your mouth. At the yeah, same just time. fucking just sh- like I would, I would fucking, z- I would zoot the, I would damn near snort those things. It'd just be like, sh- you know, like I was, I was eating those M and M's like they were key bumps, like just fucking oh, <laughs> good fucking times. Um, a few years ago, I can't remember what the name of the company was, but there was a protein company that made these like knockoff M and M's that were like protein M and M's. I've had those. They're not good. No, they're not great. Um, but I remember <laughs> they're not even not great. They're just not good. 
No. Yeah. But I remember bringing them into uh, practice once or like camp once when I was training. And I'm like pouring them down my throat while I walk in the door. And like one of the FCW guys was like, the fuck are you? Why are you eating M&Ms before you work out? I'm like, the protein chocolate bites. They're awful. Do you want some? He's like, no, get the shit out of here. And like yelled at me for eating candy walking into uh, into training. I was like, joke's on you. I'm always going to be out of shape. <laughs> and since that day, Aaron scared. has never heard from Seamus again. Yeah, bad story. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, did you? So, did you guys hierarchy your candy when you got home? Did you like oh, separate? You, you had to separate it out. You're like, this is top tier. Like, it would be like obviously Reese cups and like the best of the chocolate stuff goes oh, into one that, pile. That would and, be that would be the god tier. God tier. And then you had like the bring it to school tier that would be like not the best chocolate end, but like still doable. Like Twix. Twix was always like middle ground for me. Never like. I had a fruity tier as well, like Skittles, Jolly Ranchers, any like lollipops, stuff like that. Yeah. And then, um, then there's the bottom of the barrel, which is like those fucking peanut chews or like goddamn erasers. I just remember I would parse out like all the candy that I like because like I, I don't know why, but like it was really important to me when I was and it still is, I guess, to this day. It's really important to me that I knew all of my family's like favorite candies. So like I would parse out like my brother loved like anything sour or super like fruity so i would just be like all right i'm gonna put all the sweet tarts and fucking nerds rope and everything to the side for steven and then like i would save like um i think my mom liked milky ways a lot too so i would just be like hey mom you can have all my milky ways so like i had this logic of like if i give away all this candy that i don't particularly care about no one's gonna give me shit for eating all these reese's cups <laughs> i also had the um i had the emergency tier which was like any chocolate with nuts in it um that usually i would give all that to my dad because he's dummy for that shit but I would also knew, know where he kept it. So if I needed emergency chocolate, you know, I could eat around the peanuts if I had to. Like, I didn't want to. I didn't like it. But sometimes you just, in, in a pinch, you need the chocolate. Got to eat around it. Heard. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that I've, we already knew that fucking Reese Cups was the fucking end-all be-all Halloween candy. <laughs> I mean, there's, is there, there's really not, like, unless you give me literally a $20 bill, there was nothing better for me than a Reese cup. Um, we got, let's see, two more questions. So we might, we might, I'm not saying that we're going to, but it's all pending, but we might be doing a, uh, like a bracket challenge of family Halloween movies. Um, but our friend and former guest, Roxy Rouge, dropped a question in the uh, box. She says, what's the best nostalgic Halloween film? So I don't know if you guys want to stick with the family vibe or if you want to, like, go spooky horror. But, like, Halloween movies. They can't just be spooky movies. 
So the movies have to be about Halloween? Yes. Or movies you would, I guess, yeah, yeah. Because if I would say if you, you say movies you would watch on Halloween, like debatably you could watch any fucking horror. You could watch Leprechauns on fucking Halloween. Yeah. I, I'm always a sucker for the Great Pumpkin. Um, but... Aside from that, like, I was always, I very, I stand the, uh, uh, the Halloween Town movies. Even Halloween Town High? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I've uh, never. There's seen... only two Halloween Town movies. It's Halloween, one, Three, Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. That's it. Isn't there Return to Halloween Town? Again, I, I, there's only two Halloween Town movies. I don't know. What no, you're that, it's about. got the same Marnie. The first there's, three had the there's same. There's only two Halloween <laughs> Towns. Don't make me break my promo voice out for this. <laughs> so, if you guys don't know, uh, earmuffs, Rios, uh, there's actually four Halloween Town movies. Uh, and the last one has a different Marnie. So, um, if you haven't seen Halloween Town, or Halloween Town 2, Calamar's Revenge, or two movies I just made up out of thin air because they're not real. Hmm. Um, you can get those all on Disney+. Plus. Um, Halloween Town movies do rule. Um, personally, I'm a big sucker for uh, Hocus Pocus. That's easily one of my favorites of all time ever. Um, debatably, Edward Scissorhands is a, is a Halloween movie, but I honestly think it's more of a Christmas movie. Um Beetlejuice, by definition, is a Halloween movie. Uh, I'm there's like one movie that always comes to mind when people talk about this. That I'm not sure whether or not you can consider it a Halloween movie, but it was like the best horror that Nickelodeon ever put out, and I was one of the few people who saw it when it aired and then they never aired it again until like 2015 or something like that because it was so like fucked up and scary for kids. Uh, you may have heard the internet lore about it, Cry Baby Lane. Hmm. No, I've seen Cry Baby starring Johnny Depp. No, Cry Baby Lane was this whole thing about uh, this small town where there was an evil twin and a good twin that were conjoined and uh one got sick and died and then the other one died and so the dad who was a farmer like separated them to have you know the good twin buried at like the cemetery in the family plot and then burying you know the evil twin like somewhere else just like out in a field and uh turns out he accidentally switched the bodies because they were identical and put the bad twin in the cemetery and the good twin out in the field and i think i want to say it was close to halloween or i might be making that part up you could hear um the good twin crying at night if you went down that road that was by the field that he was buried so hence the name crybaby lane so the so there's like zombies and evil worms and crazy shit 
as these kids like look up the legend and they have to switch the bodies and it's just like it was some harsh shit for Nickelodeon. Fair. So uh first I would say does Coco count as a Halloween movie? I mean it's Dia de la Muerto, so kind of. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it the pass. Um yeah. and then I'm gonna mention this. Because I feel like a lot, a lot, not enough people talk about this, and I'm going to talk about it because I get why people don't like this, but I, I really enjoyed it as a kid, and I also really enjoy its origins. Um, Scary Godmother. I don't think I've seen that. Okay, so <clears throat> it's it's right up my alley. It's a it's a series of very kind of weird, um, very Tim Burton-y. Johan Vasquezy like uh, children's books by this artist named Jill Thompson and uh, mostly put out in the 90s and um, it got adapted into a couple of animated movies that were ran on Cartoon Network the first one got ran I think all the time and um, yeah it's like it, it, it has virtually no plot it's just about these kids who had like one of the kids is this guy named Jimmy and he has like a little sister and she's dressed up as a fairy and they're like older and they like want to go do older kid stuff. But she's like a little girl and she's like, I just want to go trick or treating. And they feel like they have to drag her along. So then this girl's like scary godmother comes in the picture and she's basically like this very gothy witch and invites her to this Halloween party at her little spooky house. And there's like, there's a werewolf and a vampire family and this big monster. And like, again, this story has no plot. It's just a bunch of creatures and at a Halloween party, but, and it, the animation is very early CGI. So it's like kind of weird and odd looking, but I don't know, just the art style and the added and the, some of the jokes in it, or just, it's just a thousand percent my speed. Um, it's very twee and esoteric and I fucking love it. Fair. Um, so to jump back to my favorite, because I, I wanted to point out this, um, uh, well, one of my favorites, uh, Hocus Pocus. Um, I realize the older I get is the more likely I would write swipe on all three of the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> so there's that. Um, things I noticed rewatching it last night, because I watch it. I would say at least once a year, if not more. Um, uh, Bette Midler doesn't have eyebrows in the movie. Mm -hmm. She doesn't. She doesn't, right? Um, And I didn't realize that until this time. And then one thing that I realized last year um, about it, uh, Kathy Najimy, her hair is intended to look like a witch's hat because none of the witches of the Sanderson sisters wear witch hats in the whole movie was it was it you that posted the meme that was like uh uh bet midler knew she was in a camping movie um sarah jessica parker they like hopped her up on drugs every she- day and and then who's the third sister who's the actress uh Catherine and jimmy yeah, they told her literally your character is a dog. And that makes sense. The golden and, retriever. 
Yeah, her character's a golden retriever. And then so they had all these different and then they go to the kids and they told the kids, you're in a very serious horror movie. And if you don't act like you're in a serious horror movie, we're gonna like you're gonna get in trouble. This isn't gonna work. Yeah. And that's how they cultivated the aura of that movie. <laughs> somebody um somebody shared a meme that was like uh uh, it said that Sarah is the most relatable sister because knowing she only had one day to live, she just kept trying to get dicked down. <laughs> I was like, it's so true. She literally is, was like, oh, you're a boy. What's up? We don't have we don't have uh, consent laws in my fucking time period. What's up? And fucking, you know, uh, Max is like, okay, first off, I'm 16. I'm a virgin. I'm not losing my virginity to a witch, which weird. I would have. Um, but then, like, she's at the party. She's trying to hook up with a dude. Like, she's trying to hook up with the um, with the bus driver. Like, there's some. Just go back. Everyone, just go back and watch it as if like you don't. But yes. Um, also, Casper. Casper's like so wholesome, so good, such a perfect Halloween movie. I feel like Casper is like. I feel like I've only watched the first one like a few times, whereas I saw its sequels like a million times. Fair. I don't know why that is, but that's just the thing. Oh, I love the first one. It's literally like, it's if I made a hierarchy of, of uh, Halloween, Halloween family movies, that would be it. Like, if I was told to do thirteen days of Halloween for whatever that. It used to be called AB or ABC Family, and then it turned into like Freeform or something. Mm-hmm. It would Casper would be on every night right after um, uh, after Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go on that question or to go off that question, um, what's your favorite Halloween episode from a TV show? Oh, fucking. Any fucking Treehouse of Horror. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of a given. Treehouse of Horror is fantastic. But aside from that, if we're... Because that just, like, takes the mm-hmm. cake every time. Um, the Boy Meets World Halloween uh, episodes were also really, really cool. Also... Can't, I know this show gets um, it's it's one of those shows where either you love it or you hate it. Um, but I'm definitely in the camp of I'm I'm into it. Is any of the Brooklyn Nine Nine Halloween episodes? <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. I, I haven't seen a lot of it, but everything I have seen of it is very funny. Yeah. Um. So this one is uh, an oddball one. Uh, but the Zach and Cody, uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody fucking haunted hotel episode is fucking phenomenal i'm just saying it's an odd one it's it's definitely an odd one for me but god i fucking love sweet life of zach and cody and that episode is fantastic (laughs) so um what's up i think if there's another particularly good one i feel like um Halloween episodes are less common than they used to be. Or am I am I just not watching enough TV? Um, Porky Nolos Dos? 
Yeah, it could be a combo of the two. I don't know. Like I watch I watch a lot of seasons of shows. Like I'll binge shows and like you always know that there's a Christmas episode or like a winter holiday episode, but it's never like well, there's like the rarely has put out some good Halloween episodes. Yeah. I think like I it that okay, well then let's ask this. What makes a good Halloween episode? Because for me, it's like I hate when shows do episodes of Halloween that just happen during Halloween, and it's just they the whatever story they're gonna tell is gonna be the story they're gonna tell, and it doesn't matter if it happened during Halloween or not. But some production assistant looked at the schedule and was like, "Well, this is gonna air October twenty third. We should probably make the script about during Halloween." Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, that's fair." Um, versus like the plot is directly evolved or impacted by the fact that it's Halloween. Yeah, that's where I go. I can't, like, if, if it's just like, here's The Office. It's a regular episode of The Office, but also everyone's dressed up for Halloween. Like, yeah. that, you're not trying. That's like, know? Parks and Rec was really bad about that. They All their episodes that were during Halloween were just during Halloween, and, like, nothing yeah. about it was Halloween. <laughs> like, I love when they exception to that that i've seen is i um i've mentioned i mentioned earlier the um the boy meets world halloween episodes my favorite of those is when um like everybody was in detention and there was this there was a serial killer like inside the school like it wasn't about halloween and it was all like a dream that one of them had while like falling asleep in detention um, but the plot going forward was definitely impacted. Well, I'm just saying, like, but that's the thing. It's like they're not going to do an episode about a serial killer possibly being loose in the school if it wasn't going to be the Halloween episode. Yeah. But like, but, like, there's, like, episodes of TV shows where it's, like, the plot is, like, you know, you know, Bill and Laura are concerned about the mortgage going forward or, like, you know, <laughs> Sandy's trying to save up for her trip to California. And it's just, like, or... You know, Alex gets into a fight with his girlfriend, and it's like it just happens on the backdrop of Halloween. And also, Alex is dressed as a cowboy, and Sandy is so yeah. white. Wouldn't it be funny that they have this argument about their relationship while they're in wacky costumes? Or <laughs> <laughs> it happens at the office Halloween party. Oh, man. Talk about tension. I love when uh, when couple costumes go wrong on um, on TV show like Halloween situations, and it's like one person's dressed up like like a female rapper and the other one's dressed up like a salt shaker, and they're like, "Oh shit, I must have misheard you when you said salt and pepper," and it's like, "Oh you." We've all been in relationships, so have you? ever done a couple's costume and if so what was your best one huh uh oh well one year with um my ex i was misty and he was ash and um our daughter was pikachu sweet that was super wholesome and awesome um, but this year for, for Halloween, um, Samson is going to be Chris Hero, and I'm going to be Rachel Ellering. <laughs> nice. I'm fucking into it. Um, 
So I know I, I matched my son's mom at some point. I think we were both bumblebees one year back when I was a rumblebee. The rumblebee. Um, so I think I was a bumblebee and she was a bumblebee. Um, but me, uh, my son and I have matched uh, a few years for Halloween. And that's where the real fun is. So when he was like 10 months old, I put him in a Batman onesie. And then I threw a Robin patch on a red blazer and put on some green skinny jeans. And I was like, hipster fucking Robin. And he was like this tiny little infant Batman. That's the best. So that was awesome. I'll send a picture. Maybe I'll post it to the uh, to the fucking Instagram or something while we're sharing this this video. Um, I do remember I got dumped like a couple weeks before Halloween, and uh, we were going to be TJ and Spinelli. So I was really sad that that didn't happen. Uh Um, but the one we did get to do was the year before that we did Miss Spider and Centipede from James and the Giant Peach. Which I, I again I like those I like those deep cut costumes that like not everybody thinks about. Oh, one year my um me and my ex were uh uh fuck he was Daniel Bryan and I was AJ Lee. <laughs> but um I was I was like CM Punk AJ Lee. Yeah. Um so the joke and like a lot of our uh friend group at the time were like wrestling fans so um we would like get into arguments like fake arguments um and he this was and he had like a, a clipboard from anger management that had like no red all lo- written all over it so that was that was cute huh. i don't know why but i have this feeling like and this isn't any shade on the people involved but uh i just feel like if you're one of those couples that did the john cena nikki bella costume it was a toxic relationship <laughs> well yeah tough i have a i have a friend who did that um <laughs> they're not together was, anymore are they no 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 it's <laughs> like uh the dude was like an abusive dick and my friend uh is um an incredible loud mouth so like the two of them were just like all the time so, That's but yeah, that definitely was a thing. Like I got a, I got a selfie from them and they're like, oh my God, we're John Cena and Nikki Bella. And I'm like, this is not going to work out well for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking anyone. Um, so we got one more question. Uh, this question is from uh, John Dam uh, from Alliance of Violence, right? That's what they're... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, John Dam. Uh, his question is, what was your best and worst Halloween costumes that you've worn? Uh, do we want to do... You want to do as a kid and as an adult? Sure. We can, we can clarify. Yeah. Um, so I spent four years as Dracula because I was that kid who kept changing his mind until last second. So Bro, I was the same. I was Zorro like three years in a row. <laughs> but um, one year I was Mario, um, and it was like fu- I fucking loved it. Um, and my brother was the White Power Ranger, 
but because my mom was cheap and she didn't want to um to buy like the sh the legitimate costume so this is like it's got to be n at least 94 or 95 so I, we were like 12 i think at the time if 95 was 12 um and so my brother joey wanted to be the white power ranger so she bought the the mask that was it and she put together the rest of the costume so she got him like white leggings and you could see straight through these like leggings so we're out trick-or-treating at the mall and my brother like you could see every ounce of a spider-man under ruse underneath why we're like trying and i'm just i'm like losing my shit i'm just this kid with this mario mustache and the fucking hat and everything and my brother is fucking uh is uh see-through underpants white ranger so that was a good time 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 would never do it yeah uh i was probably my best costume as a child was i want to say the pink power ranger i was Perfect. six um, and it's not, uh, the green Power Ranger was always my favorite. Um, and my mom is not usually like traditional gender roles, mom type of thing. Like, no, you have to be the pink Ranger or the yellow Ranger cause they're girls. Um, but that year for my birthday, um, She'd gotten um, some uh, performer or whatever that dressed up as the Pink Power Ranger for my birthday. Because, um, and not that, she, like, she couldn't have gotten a green Power Ranger, but she just happened to find in her searchings for, like, something special to happen at my birthday at the gymnastics place. She happened to find this girl who specifically did the Pink Power Ranger. So that year, my mom was like, wouldn't it be fun if you did the Pink Power Ranger because you had the, the one for your birthday? And I was like, yeah. It was actually a pretty dope costume. And uh, I happened to find some other rangers of varying ages in my neighborhood. Um, nice. And uh, we didn't get to beat up any... Um, Buddies? Any, any, any of that, but... Uh, that was pretty cool. Probably my worst uh, was when I started watching 24. Oh, um, when I was like, what year did that come out? 2001? Something like that. I think it started in 2001 because I was like 11 when I wanted to be Jack Bauer for Halloween. And my parents were like, fuck, we really got to set limits on what she's allowed to watch. But it's <laughs> too late because she's already 11. Um, I'm 11, so f shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> shut so. the fuck up, mom. I'm gonna be Jack Bauer. Game fucking over, mom. So I had like, like messed up black pants. Like I had survived an explosion of some sort, and um, a t-shirt, and then just like a jacket. And obviously, she didn't get me like a fake gun or anything. And she was like, nobody's really gonna know what you are um but we like fashioned a sort of patch for the jacket that said like ctu um and no one really got it i think like one dude like one of the neighbor kids dads was like yeah 
and like gave me a fist bump and that was about it what about uh, you Chris? uh let's see I'm just going to quantify this as uh, best costume was when I was a kid and my worst costume was definitely when I was an adult. Um, actually, I, I have two stories about bad costumes as an adult. Um, one, My best one when I was a kid was, uh, so I was a very portly child. Uh, I'm an a portly adult, so I don't know what, there's no shocker there. Um, so I was just like any other uh boy growing up in the late 90s uh i was obsessed with dragon ball z and i was too big to fit into any of the dragon ball z costumes that were for sale so my mom made me a dragon ball z costume which you know uh i just wanted to be goku so that's not terribly hard uh i just gotta get like orange sweatpants and a blue shirt and then she like made me the vest and found like blue wristbands and the belt and da 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 um my aunt gelled my hair as close as she could get it to like how goku's hair is yeah so um so that was cool getting just have like a nice hand i mean i was the fattest goku you've ever seen but it was it was made with love um and then as an adult i remember one time i got invited to a a hot dog birthday a halloween party and this was during my scumbag days and um i was just with some friends and we were just like i guess we should put on costumes so like we didn't really want to spend any money on costumes so like what we did was that um we put like we painted our faces like with like i put um cat makeup on my face and my other friend put dog makeup on our his face and like we like made these like uh, cardboard collars and we put those around our necks and then we literally taped our butts together and then we we walked into the party just screaming we're cat dog <laughs> um and then the horrible costume i actually put some effort into was there was one halloween where i think like like two weeks before Halloween, Billy Mays died. Oh no! Oh, so no. I, I was, and I had short hair at the time. So anyone who see me, it's, uh, I can, I can approximate for a relative of Billy Mays. And uh, so I just was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be that guy" because I'm 18 and fucking edgy. Oh, and I was, uh, so I was zombie Billy Mays for Halloween. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but like i said zoro for like three years strong and i was proud of that one <laughs> so I, I completely forgot um it's probably my best halloween costume ever because it's topical um so i uh i worked for a supplement company called blackstone labs and um my boss was at one time married to caitlin of wwe so in, I want to say it was 2016 Halloween, we had an office Halloween costume party, or we had an office Halloween costume contest. Um, so I have a Pikachu onesie, um, and I had that on, um, and people were like presenting their costumes for the, uh, for the contest. So I go up and I'm like, during the day, I am mild-mannered Pikachu. But as soon as night falls, 
and I unzipped my Pikachu onesie and underneath I was Caitlin from like late career when she would have like the leather looking pants and like the like the edgy like you know looking top and shit and then I speared one of my coworkers. Oh God! Um, and I wasn't expecting him to take the bump, um, and he did. So I also took the bump, and I was not wearing knee pads on the tile floor, and I hurt my knee, mm-hmm. um, and like couldn't train for two weeks because I hurt my knee. But I won the costume contest and took home two hundred and fifty dollars. Fuck yeah! So it was definitely my most profitable Halloween costume. So, speaking of wrestling-related costumes, there was a time uh, where we were working for a promotion, me and Rios were tag team champs, and they were having a Halloween battle royal. So, I reached into my gear bag and pulled out my custom Caden Green CM Punk tights. Fantastic. Yeah. So, it was a Halloween costume battle royal, and all these people were in, like, you know, like store-bought Halloween costumes slash shitty wrestler uh, future wrestling gear. Um, and I bust out the CM Punk gear. We probably, I feel like we told the story on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell it anyway because it's Halloween-related. Um, I get them to play CM's Punk, CM Punk's music, and I come out, and I've got the fucking, and I'm like, checking the watch. Yeah. Let's oh, and wait. Well, the thing is, we were tag champs in this promotion, so like, I was your Paul Heyman, so I was like carrying so the belts the way Heyman carries his belts. So and I got, I got in the ring and I got on the mic and I was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my name." <laughs> like we were having, like this is one of those promotions where like it was kind of a mark promotion, and they thought our shit didn't stink, so we kind of just did whatever the fuck we wanted. <laughs> You guys had entirely too much fun with it. Yeah. So it was so much fun because then, because so then I don't know how, but Caden ended up winning the thing. So, like, I spend the whole match just shit talking everybody who's getting eliminated. <laughs> but I think, like, the, the, the finish for the match was like one guy takes the, um, one guy takes the CM Punk knee and sells himself out of the ring. And then finally another guy comes and I give him the go to sleep and he sells himself out of the ring. So it's like I'm hitting all the uh, all the CM Punk moves in the CM Punk gear. And like every chance yeah. I have, I'm like, it's clamoring time. Yeah. And like, I think you hit like you hit almost all of his spots. Like you did the fucking step up knee in the corner and you did the. Did the fucking? I think the only things you were missing were like Anaconda Vice and the Pepsi Plunge. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I actually wore those tights like I don't know, maybe like five or six years prior to um, a uh, a Halloween party at a gay bar. So I like showed up in like the CM Punk shirt. I had um, regular shoes on, but I had kick pads on that I had put like green stars on so i have like the cm punk tights the cm punk kick pads um i've got the cm punk t-shirt on and like full-on like gear and this guy comes right behind me goes honey i don't know who the hell you're supposed to be but god damn those legs and i was like oh thank thank you 
I didn't win a contest or anything, but I definitely got hit on by like a middle-aged gay man. So who's the real winner? Was it like that meme with like if a gay man hasn't told you you're fine, then you're not really fine? Yeah, it was like I felt like I won an award or two hundred and fifty dollars. Like either way. So yeah, um, any you guys got any Halloween questions you want to throw in the hat, or are we gonna? Wrap it up like my CM Punk wrist tape. Um, I guess I would say, I don't know, positive note. Do you guys have like fondest Halloween memories or like, like, you know, kind of like what is it like under more ideal circumstances? How would you be celebrating Halloween? Um, Shit. Well, now it's not going to sound very positive because uh, under ideal circumstances, I would be taking my kid trick-or-treating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can say that, too. Um, I think we, I am taking the kids trick-or-treating, so uh, it's going to be an adventure, to say the least, uh, even though we're uh, even though, like, it's heavily frowned upon by the CDC or whatever. Uh, I'll be taking my kids, my girlfriend, her kids, um, and then my brother's girlfriend's kids, all trick-or-treating. Um, so it's like six kids in total running a fucking muck. So that'll spent, be fun. I spent $40 on a costume so we could get Instagram pictures. So please that. So yeah, so you're showing up and helping. So. Yeah. I mean, I am invited to a party, so I don't know how long I'll be hanging out. But, you know. Yeah, as long as we get photos, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I just got to get that picture. <laughs> I was actually going to be like, oh, we should go by Reyes's this week, but I'm fucking, I literally don't have a day off. Uh, my, I have my kid all week, so. Because uh, his mom is going to Las Vegas with her boyfriend, so. Who knows how that'll end up. So. Uh, cool. So I think that's it. The, the Halloween Q&A is done. We did a long news that was mostly just uh, fucking... Just, um, just guffawing about the emotional turmoil of the Anawai family. Emotions! <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god, that gif sums up that entire match. Like the I'm locked in a glass case of emotion! It's true. That's the whole match. That's the whole match. That's the whole match. <laughs> I'm locked in a steel cage of emotion. <laughs> and that's the name of this episode. A steel locked in a steel cage of emotion. <laughs> I sure fucking am, brother. Oh. So you can find Demon Road Diaries by simply searching Demon Road Diaries on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find the coda at we are the Coda on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash We Are The Coda, which is also the home of the brand new Demon Road Diaries t-shirt and available in so many sizes and shapes and feels. Uh, other mm -hmm. than that, no, we're, we're not in an ad, I promise. Uh, other than that, you can You're find... treading lightly, brother. <laughs> Tread lightly, fellow. <laughs> other than that, you can find me... Personally, at Music City KG on Instagram, Twitter, and Cash App, you can find uh, my 
my YouTube personality, Katie, on uh, the TikTok machine at DJ Katie. And you can find me, your bastard son, on uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Bastard Son Rios. You can also find me on Venmo at the Ronnie Rios. <laughs> and you can find me on TikTok as well as at Bastard Son Rios. Uh, I haven't updated in a long time because I just don't have any ideas, but feel free to send me stuff. I like laughing at memes. Same, same. You can find me on Instagram at Durden Says, on Twitter at the Durden Says, prowrestlingtees.com slash Chelsea Durden if you're interested in helping me put my cats through college. Uh, grad school is very expensive. Um, my domestic violence aid and awareness tea is still available for free for pre-order. Uh, all pre proceeds goes to aid uh, to victims of domestic violence, uh, avda.org. So hit me up on any of the socials to pre-order that. Uh, please leave my mother alone on Instagram. She is such a kind woman, especially towards the holidays. Um, you can also find me uh, shouting at the void, wherever voids are found. Uh, and as always, uh, from all of us here at Demon Road Diaries, we hope that this Halloween you stay safe and stay jacked. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. <laughs>